Tristan McGurk has the <laughs> juicy scoop. <laughs> oh my god, okay, hi you guys. Me and Holly were just talking about, I don't know if any of you listened to Juicy Scoop by Heather McDonald, but I was just saying how I love Juicy Scoop, but the intro song like drives me up the wall of the woman being like, Heather McDonald has the juicy <laughs> scoop. It's like, ah. So anyways, we will not be introing. We did talk about maybe introing with the name on everybody's lips is gonna be Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson. <laughs> so today we are talking about Pamela Anderson. More specifically, we wanted to do a review of her Netflix documentary. Oh, thank you for all your oh. support with the last episode, and hopefully our our levels are a bit better this time. I was feeling a bit wooden on the last episode, so I've got my glass of rosé here. Tristan was doing dry January, but it's February 1st and he's still not partaking. So I'm what do you still, have to say for yourself? Yeah, I'm still dry. Honestly, no one's going to want to hear me say this, but <laughs> I feel so good not drinking. Like I really, well, you know what? First those, you're going to feel good. Those sober folk, they're onto something because I feel good and I'm also convinced that I look better. Like I'm convinced that oh, my skin is better and I'm on. sleeping better. I'm also, I'm just like in my health as wealth era. I'm like really on a vitamin kick. Like I'm taking like a fistful of vitamins every morning. Oh, what are you taking? People want to know. Okay. I feel like now I've like over-exaggerated because it's actually pretty <laughs> lame, but I take like a multivitamin B12, D3 because okay. it's winter and it's so dark. Yes. Um, fish oil, like Omega, like a big one. And then at night, this is going to be controversial, but I was taking magnesium bisglycinate not citrate okay you guys if you look into it it's like don't get the citrate or the oxide which is what they always have at regular stores you have to go to like a health food store to get bisglycinate it's your body absorbs more of it anyways if you know you know but it's i got it at whole foods in the brain section because you know me i'm always trying to improve my brain um it's magnesium bisglycinate with um ashwagandha okay so i'm taking two things one of which is ashwagandha okay i saw it on tiktok yeah, me not too. me trusting tiktok doctors but i i am convinced it has changed my life i haven't been stressed in like a week so do you take it during the day to de-stress or to sleep better i take it at night to sleep better so it's it's like half magnesium i mean not half but it's magnesium with ashwagandha and it's honestly a pretty low dose like i was reading all these reddit things and it's like if you start taking too much i know then you're I dependent. The same thing. <laughs> so i mean i'm it's like 25 milligrams it's really not too much but i'm thinking maybe because reddit scared me i'm gonna do like 30 days okay i'm gonna do like a round of it i swear it's helping i mean who knows but it definitely does help me sleep which i i mean if you guys know me in real life i am like i have a really hard time sleeping well yeah and i have night terrors and like oh no i'm just like not a good sleeper so it's really helping me sleep if if nothing else it's helping me sleep but i'm also convinced that i'm just like cool as a cucumber i have that started not to give a fuck and stop fearing the, the consequence. consequence yeah that's that's <laughs> totally my vibe right now like i'm like whatever it's rolling off my back so i'm gonna credit it to the ashwagandha it might just be my 2023 vibe though okay i love that one thing i learned on tiktok that's really helped me sleep is red light therapy so you put like a red light bulb and oh. in the evening just change it and see if you're reading beside the bed or you're watching yeah. tv and you just have the red light on and mm, knocks me out holly didn't you have like the high-tech face mask i do light? i actually have a, a led light therapy mask i mean oh jealous <laughs> we could do a wellness podcast okay well right anyways now. 2023 uh, the, the theme is health is wealth but okay so we already <laughs> mentioned pamela in her documentary the documentary just to confirm it's called pamela a love story and okay. let me tell you, it is a love story. But before we get into that, I thought maybe we'd introduce this week just with like a pop culture roundup. So if you guys are following my website, Lindsay Lohan, spelt L-O-W-H-A-N, you know I do a weekly kind of And like what's headline. the web address? The web address is lindsaylohan.com. Okay. So 
Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, Lohan, L-O-W-H-A-N.com. I do uh, like a weekly headline roundup and I do my own little commentary. So I thought maybe today we can introduce the episode and just run through some of our topics because we are constantly sending each other stuff. Yes. And, you know, we can't just limit ourselves to talking about Pamela Anderson from the freaking 90s. Like there's shit going on today (laughs) that we need to address. So what do you have on the docket? Okay, here's what I have. I mean, the world shook. Beyonce, the world, world stop. The queen is back. Bow down. (laughs) Beyonce announced Renaissance tour today. I feel like all the all the girls are stepping out. We were in such a drought of queenery the past few years, and I guess the the pandemic had to do with that too. But all the girlies are going on tour. I've got two. I'm seeing Madonna twice as of today. I'm going to the Toronto date and the Miami date. (laughs) Please come for Tristan about that. He's using a valuable Madonna tickets twice. I know. (laughs) Oh my God. Sorry, I'm canceled. But you guys know I am a Madonna stan, so I had to jump on that, and I didn't care how expensive they were. Um, but Beyonce tickets, will you get, so you love Renaissance. Let's start there. I mean, I love like Beyonce. Like I always say I would take a bullet for her and a few (laughs) other of the girls, but definitely her. And on the weekend, we actually found out Tristan isn't, he's not a stan. Okay. Well, listen, I, have you seen her live? No. So I've been kind of waiting for my, so before you say I'm not a stan, I want you all to know, I went to the Miss Carter world tour in 2013 and I waited outside the Air Canada Center. Well, it was then it was the Air Canada Good Center. For you. I waited outside for six hours because I had general admission and I wanted to be like barrier. Yeah. And I was so close to her that I swear she pointed at me. I mean, who's to know for uh, sure? So okay, I'm okay. I'm not not a stan. I do just think sometimes I think no one wants to hear what your criticism of Beyonce. No, no, no. I'm not criticizing her. I just think like people think they're stands of her when they're actually not. They just like have bought into the hype of her. Which is valid. Like, you know, she's amazing. You're right. You're right. She's arguably the most talented doing it She today. is the, the performer of yeah. not just our generation. She's a performer of a lifetime. Yeah. She history. is definitely Michael Jackson adjacent, I would oh, say. and better. But I just, to be honest, like, I don't, like, I'm not listening to her every day, you know? Like, I'm not, yeah. like, a super, super fan. But I can appreciate Beyonce. And I will say, and I was going to talk about this, too. So this weekend is the Super Bowl. Rihanna is performing. No, the no, 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 wait. I'm not done on Beyonce. So okay. as someone who does listen to her every day, it's going to be a bloodbath to get these tickets. She has one day in oh, Toronto. It is sure. July 8th at the Rogers Center. Rogers Center, okay. Which is our biggest arena. But unfortunately, the demand is too huge. So today they release, like, a ticket pre-registration lottery. And the lottery, oh, my God, it's so funny. They're like... Just because you registered doesn't mean you're going to get an email. Doesn't mean if you get the email, you'll get tickets. Just if you get a ticket link doesn't mean that the ticket's going to go through. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we get it. Like, don't, we're not getting our hopes up, but I am still getting They should make up. people answer three Beyonce questions before they, they should, can get like, into Make it a true make it for true fans. Yeah. lottery. I was just going to say, um, also, at Rogers Center is just so massive. I, sw- I mean, we saw Gaga there in the summer, and it's like, yeah. it's a bit overwhelming for me. But I that's, a, I mean, it's unsurprising that Beyonce's there. Maybe mm-hmm. she'll add a date. I don't know. I know Beyonce. I mean, Madonna added a bunch of dates, so fingers crossed. But love it. I would go. I mean, if, <laughs> if I invited. have the opportunity, I'm going to go. But I will say, like, the tickets are definitely going to be very expensive. Yeah, that's for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Anyway. There were so many funny tweets today being, like, from the Beyonce stands being, like, Swifties, quick tell us how to use Ticketmaster. Need to figure this shit out. So it's like our turn to figure out how to get these. They need an alliance with the Swifties. We'll figure it out. I was just gonna say the Rihanna concert is this Sunday. The Rihanna (laughs) that like dead joke. People say that every year, but so obviously it's Super Bowl on Sunday. Rihanna's doing a halftime show. I was just gonna say because I don't listen to Beyonce like every day in my like Apple Music rotation, but I would actually say I probably listen to more Rihanna. And the reason I say that is because for. 
for us, I think, people, whatever, for lots of people, but maybe people our age specifically, and I'm not going to say how old we are, but <laughs> um, Rihanna had an album every single year we were in high school, yeah. and they came out every single fall. Like, they always came dances. out in the fall. So, like, yeah. I, I can think of where I was, what grade I was in, who I was friends with, what I was wearing. Like, for every single Rihanna album that there is, I know, like, exactly what I was doing in that oh, moment. I hope. So, okay, let's so talk in about that way, we hope for her Super Bowl performance. Okay, yeah, I was just, but in that way, it's like I have a more of, like, an emotional connection to Rihanna, and she's not as good of a vocalist, maybe not as good as a dancer, no. but, like, for me, me she just like hits that nostalgia chord but you're right okay what do you want to so like you said i would love to see her do like her madonna version of celebration or taylor swift eras tour where she hits every Uh, era of rihanna does a song does a sick transition please don't stop the music yes okay so last night me and my partner were listening to some rihanna and i'm like these songs for me personally don't really hold up like don't stop the music listening to that i'm like this is not my favorite you know what i want her to perform shut up and drive that was the other one i was like i can't I know shut up and drive is like it's a bit dated like it definitely sounds very 2007 I was just gonna say I love but I know she probably won't perform it I don't think she really ever performs it but I love SOS Mm -hmm. oh it's so grade six for me it's so grade six grade six like move-a-thon dance in your gym I love like a Rihanna ballad like unfaithful do you ever get down oh when I oh stay stay oh my god I want you to stay Holly when I tell you when I'm in the car yes the fantasy that I get into when I'm singing Unfaithful Stay Cry do you know her song yes, Cry I love Good Cry. Girl Gone Bad like yeah. I literally can envision if I were I do this with a lot of songs if I were to do the music video what I would do and what the story would be and like what the looks <laughs> would be like if I were in Unfaithful you know what I would do this is my b- biggest fantasy okay, I'm gonna, okay I'll keep this Go quick for it, yeah. but it's like and it, the same the same treatment applies for um, Carrie Underwood Two Black Cadillacs like I think if I have the opportunity <laughs> I'm gonna use this idea for one or the other mm-hmm. in my fantasy life like, okay, so she's this girl and she has this boyfriend. Well, I guess she's the one being unfaithful. Yeah. So it doesn't apply. But I was going to say, it's like you, you have her you in want. one wig and then you have her in another wig. And then at the end of the video, it reveals that she's both women, like a Britney yeah. womanizer, but she's the cheater both times. Anyways, that's okay, my whole you have thing. vision. You have vision. And you know what ballad I got into this week? I haven't listened to this album in a while, but it is so us in university. Like I can like, oh my God, I can what like album? taste it. Auntie. And yes. specifically... Kiss it, kiss it, better, baby. I was listening to it at work, and I was like gyrating in my chair. If I were a stripper, so that's kind of been on the brain since it came out. Love on the brain. I got anti on the brain. Love on the brain. (laughs) If I were a stripper, yes. Oh, the the routine I would do to kiss it better. Mm. Oh, award winning, award winning. And I would pull a bucket from the ceiling like in Flashdance. All up on my Instagram, no vacation. Oh, that's what I, exactly, (laughs) exactly. So now that we say it, I'm hoping that at the Super Bowl, she performs one or two new songs. Please, Riri, we need like one or two new songs. One or two new songs that aren't a ballad and aren't a a soundtrack. I don't want it from a soundtrack. soundtrack. Well, it won't be a soundtrack. I want an original. Okay, it's a Super Bowl. What soundtrack is she going to do? Well, the Black Panther soundtrack, those songs. I know. You know, those are the only new ones we've got. We'll get a new song. I have faith. I have faith in But I want to hear like, oh, Only Girl. Oh, I love that song. That one, again, it's not like my jam. I don't know. Really? And I love Calvin Harris. What about What's My Name? Oh, not, yeah, I love that one. What's my name? And what about... Um, oh, I love Men Down. Oh, God. Okay, we could do a whole, like, we love I Rihanna. Know. Like, she's... Come on. Her music is 
phenomenal. Pour it up, pour it up. Grade 12, Montreal trip. <laughs> you guys, when I tell you, that was the song What's of the, the trip. What's the Avril Lavigne song that is like remix? Cheers to, to the, the freaking weekend. weekend. Okay, grade 9, bottle of X in one hand, digital camera in the other. <laughs> Cheers to the freaking weekend. Yeah. So if she does like a medley of like her party girl anthem, like those three songs, I would actually shit my pants. And then she does a medley of her like depression songs. Do you know her one song She's not going to do any ballads. It's from Unapologetic where it's like, um, Mother Mary, I swear I'm going to change. I, I used to one. listen to that in grade 12 and I would cry on the bus. Okay. Well, let's check back in after her performance and we can do a full uh, rundown. Okay. Who, Moving on. Okay. Last okay. thing. What guests do you want to see? If you could pick. Mm, who's, a, who's a good collab with her? Well, I feel like we, come on, Drake, but I don't know if she'd do it. No, because they're not really on good terms. No. Remember she went to the aquarium? Like, just think yeah. about that. Also, like... They filmed the work music video at, at the Real Jerk. I know. And when I you, love when that you walk past the, the Real the Jerk, the is so good. When you walk past it, I'm always just like, bump. It just, bump, I'm like, bump. I can't believe Rihanna and Drake were here. A girl I worked with at Buffalo Jeans was in the music video. Just I know so they know. casted from people in Toronto. Anyway, come true. Okay. Anyways, anyways, anyways. I hope Drake. Who else? She's kind of singular. Like I, when I think of her, I, I don't think of like. Like if it was Beyonce, I'd be like, oh, like Lady Gaga that could do telephone. But totally. like, does Rihanna have that iconic? Um, what's that called? Duet? She has that song with Shakira. What song? Whoa, oh, oh, can't remember to forget you. Oh, that song is such a flop. It's no I beautiful know, liar, like the freaking queen. It's no like, beautiful liar, you're right. So and I guess we'll wait and see, but it better not be Chris Brown, I'll say that much. <laughs> I That's don't think they're on good terms that. either. I hope not. Okay, next they're on the docket. a bit of a Pam and Tommy Lee situation. <laughs> next, they are actually. I want that miniseries. Okay, no, I don't. I t- no, it's okay. not funny. It's not funny. Take it back. I take it back. Okay. okay, next on the docket, Bravo. Me and Holly are Bravo obsessed. You guys know that. You guys, if you know us in real life, it's like all we talk about. We're in, we're in several group chats discussing Bravo. And if you're listening, I bet you're watching too. I bet you're watching too because you're our type of girl. Yeah. How about that? Okay, anyways, a couple things to talk about. First, George Santos. I don't want to get into the minutia of George Santos. Like It's everywhere. You can't escape it. But one one headline that I especially appreciated this week was a the fact that someone found his old like karaoke account where he did karaoke covers. Yeah, that's like a bit of a slay. But what also were the covers of? the the I didn't even I didn't even look at the covers. But the 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 profile photo I don't even know. It's like some kind of app or website where people would yeah. upload their karaoke. And covers. when you say karaoke, do you mean like drag karaoke? I think literally him singing into like okay, a microphone like and uploading up, like, it online. YouTube yeah, covers. but it's on some kind of like app that's okay. like karaoke or you know yeah, what I yeah. mean, something like that. But the, his profile picture on it, yeah, one of those, right? Mm-hmm. But his profile picture on it is him. And the reason they've confirmed it's him is because the outfit he's wearing in the profile photo is the same outfit he's wearing in a photo with Bethany Frankel. Oh my God. <laughs> so people are like, it has to be like from that same night. So that's how they confirmed it's him, which I love that he's a Bravo fan too. <laughs> yeah, and I bet Bethany will do a tight 30 minutes on that. Like, God, she can. Oh, when she gets go on TikTok, on any with attention that, one, that she gets, yeah. She's so thirsty. She'll have Bethany, the worst take. Oh, she's going to send us. She's going to send us cease and desist. Bethany, we love you. We love you, Bethany. I don't love Okay, well, my take on Legacy, Roni Legacy, obviously, was that it was never going to happen because they have nothing going on in their lives. They have nothing to film, and that's why the last season of Roni flopped. And what are they going to do? Just black out? They're almost geriatric, and I love them. I'd love to see, yeah. like, a special at Bluestone Manor. They go for, like, a week, and they film that. But, like, they can't – they have no bargaining power to ask for all this money. They have nothing going on, and that's okay because as you grow older – Life you slows have down. to just you have to know when to walk away and to when to just like let go of the torch and and leave with your head he- held high. Like if they mm-hmm. had just if Ramona just had the gambler the yeah. um 
if she had the like dignity to just know that it's over and walk away, we would have so much more respect for her. But like these women, they can't help themselves. And they think they have the power of Julia Roberts to de- demand more money from Bravo. Bra- you're replaceable. Any of those reality shows, you need, like, I mean, you should advocate for yourself as much as you can. But it's like, you are only famous for as long as we see you on that screen. Yeah. You're not more famous than the show. They're in the twilight of their lives. And I'm grateful for the seasons they've given us. And now and that's you that. take what you get. Even Bethany, who's always thought she's bigger than the show, everything she's done since the show yes, her has her new show, tanked. Money Court, has just been canceled. With Kevin O'Leary. Boring. Toronto fool. <laughs> Boring. Sloppy. Lazy. Yawning. Kevin O'Leary, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Moving on. So anyways, more, more Roni legacy, it's not happening. Happening. Okay, no. it's not happening. Let it go. And did you see they were all hanging out today? They're oh, so they're desperate. Oh, they're so desperate. But I love it. Anyways, <laughs> and we love them for it. We thank them for it. Next up, oh, okay. Before I say the sad one, Ultimate Girls Trip. Caroline all I have and to Brandy. say about that is not Carolyn Manzo going into a full gay panic over getting advanced over Brandy Glanville. <laughs> not Brandy Glanville is addicted to a gay drama, like a gay scandal. Yes, and looking back, like outing Denise like these things like we've let them slide but it's really piling up and it's not okay I know and she's a classic case of someone who leaves the show and then fans beg for them to come back but we forget how like objectively bad she has always been I'm over her I'm I'm sad that she's ruined the trip and has cut it off short for it's gonna ruin the season and she and this is gonna sound bad but it's like She's a bit low rent. Like, oh, of it's course. Come on. Like, it's a bit, it's a bit trashy. And we love trashy on these shows, but for her, it's like especially bad. I think Carolyn Manzo was scourged that she liked it. And <laughs> <laughs> I see her. Yeah. yeah. And Caroline Manzo, first of all, where do they find Caroline? Second of all, she can't roll with the big dogs. She thinks she can. And maybe in, um, oh my God, Franklin Lakes. Mm-hmm. Maybe in Franklin Lakes, she has like a bit of power because her husband owns the brownstone. But outside of Franklin Lakes, like she's not keeping up with a Brandy Glanville. Yeah, know? but you know what? Compared to some housewives, like she has some iconic quotes. She's had iconic moments. So I was ready to see her back on my screen. And we will. So you know what you are? You're a clown. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about my family, we're thick as thieves. <laughs> yeah, we're, they're thick as thieves. Exactly. And I saw the minute she got home, she was posting at lunch with daughter Lauren. So. Oh, I love Lauren. I miss her cafes. makeup bar. Yeah, cafe. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Okay. Last Housewives Bravo related thing and this is a sad one everyone prayers are up for Tammy Nicky Tammy Knickerbocker's daughter Lindsay who is currently missing in Las Vegas I thought I just saw you post that they found her well I think I just posted because I think Tammy posted that she's spoke spoken to Lindsay on the phone okay so she's alive okay Tammy posted she knows Lindsay's alive but we don't know where Lindsay is and if any of you watched early OC which Holly and I we are OC riders. We're OC angels, you could say. Yeah. The early seasons, like, it's nothing like what Housewives is now, but there's something so satisfying about those early it's seasons. Yeah. There's something, it just takes me back to a simpler time in my life. And <laughs> Tammy Knickerbocker, especially, she was an early icon solely for the fact that she was raising those two daughters on her own after they had their wealth ripped from underneath the rug. There was even a scene where they went to their old mega mansion, mega McMansion, I should say, and they mm-hmm. stood outside the gates and just filmed them being like oh remember we used to live here like oh. it's giving baby there's no I have plane the chills. baby there's no plane like i have the chills watching that also what you just described like a single mom they lost it all could be like any early oc housewife like it they've all got two could. daughters and yeah. they are they're all remember lori of, yeah of course. and then lori got it back yeah, that's got what i'm talking about yeah. <laughs> she got her she got her just dessert but so tammy had two daughters I'm, I'm blanking on the other daughter's name but the older daughter had a boyfriend and they bred pit bulls 
That's all you need to know about her. And then the younger daughter, Lindsay, she was like really pretty, but she totally was throwing parties and drinking alcohol and she was in high school. And it was on the show. Like, I can't believe they even showed that back then. But she she was cute. I remember she applied for a job at a hair salon, which is the ultimate cool girl move. But then I think I read recently, I think she was arrested for possession of methamphetamine. If I'm wrong, sorry, you know, you can look it up. Um, so she's she's been in some legal trouble, which is sad to hear. And she was uh, she was that sad. I don't really care. She was iconically one of the OC angels in the early seasons. Her her dad, yeah. her father, who ended up passing suddenly, and then his Thai wife like wrote them out of the will. Anyways, you guys Uh-oh. gotta watch. Okay. But they were they were all like spokes models. They totally tried to do like a Victoria's Secret angel thing for his energy drink. I can't even remember what the energy drink was called now. But Lindsay was one of them. And then they got some two of the angels got in a fist fight. Do you remember okay. that? I, I have my memory has let Tammy and her daughters go. Um, I'm I'm more holding on to Lynn Curtin and her daughters. Oh, so that's an episode. We'll leave. That's it there. an episode in and of itself. You guys. Okay, I think we had one more thing on the, the docket. Do you want to talk about it, or can we go into Pam? Okay, what was, was the last was thing? Oh, okay, yeah, just okay. quickly. Um, go for it. Tom Brady retired from the NFL. Oh yeah. I got the notification on my phone this morning, but more than Didn't that, did he retire last year? I know. How many times are we gonna have to sit through this? But more than that, his wife Giselle Bundchen, who, ex-wife ex-wife who we love sorry ex apparently Bridget Moynihan also commented on the post but Giselle commented on his Instagram post you guys I have the chills here we go <laughs> wishing you only wonderful things in this new chapter of your life oh, oh it, my it, it, it hits like a knife it's cold it's, it's cold-blooded cold. you know what? It's, it's giving cold. Brazilian it's giving Brazil oh and you know she gets mean you know she gets <laughs> cold and mean and when yeah. she walks away, she walks away. And she, you know she's got a good walk. You know what? Good for her for saying that. Because the whole reason they allegedly broke up was because he said he was going to quit. And then he went back to it. So she's like, okay, here you go. Quit again. And what a slap in the face. your new life. I know. I bet she's like, yeah, enjoy your retirement all by your fucking lonesome without yeah. me and the kids. Yeah. And I know her and Bridget, they're getting the last laugh. They are. They are. I mean, and we're happy for them. They're getting the last paycheck. Mm-hmm. Woo. I'm rewatching Sex and the City. And I just watched the season with Natasha, a.k.a. Bridget Moynihan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to she, stand. She kind of slayed in that role. She did slay gorgeous yeah. queen um okay very very last thing anna delvey is a let, reportedly getting a new unscripted series called anna delvey's uh dinner club she's also speaking at a harvard mba class <laughs> and reportedly has received offers from oxford university how do you feel about anna delvey and how do you feel about her her celebrity post scandal okay i don't really fuck with anna delvey because i never watched the show so i'm gonna throw it right back to you how do you feel about anna well delvey? first of all i didn't watch the show either but i was obsessed with the original like vanity fair expose and okay. i just you know what it's like okay and i mean we're guilty of this too we literally just did an episode of hilaria baldwin yeah. but it's like I don't think we should be celebrating the scamstress. And I know people think it's like funny and there's something kind of glam about her, but like, I just think there's something so smug about her. I remember I watched her on Instagram live when she first got out of jail and I was like, I actually can't stand this person. And I don't think we should be giving her shows and I don't want to see her on my TV. How about that? I don't want to like see her on a runway. It's like, no, ugh. Say less. Say less. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> moving on into the into the meat and potatoes of the episode. We are here to talk about Pamela Anderson specifically. Her so this week she had her documentary Love Pamela. She also had her book come no, out. No, it's called Pamela. I oh, love Pamela story. with Pamela. I love story. Love Pamela. Whatever. Pam. Okay. Okay. Pammy. So what Pam is your Tommy. what is your experience with Pamela Anderson? All right. So she's just pretty much like nothing to me. She's not an icon. <laughs> she's not a legend. She's not the moment. But uh, Holly. <laughs> She is Canadian. She's Canadian. I'll give her that. Okay. She is everything to me. Oh my. Okay. This is going to be good. I love Pamela Anderson. You don't love Pamela Anderson? No. Okay. So we haven't talked. And after watching the documentary, I I couldn't dislike her more, really. Uh, Are you kidding? No. So 
What is your experience with her? Because I'm like... Okay, you know what? Let me say one thing. Her famous, infamous 1996 flop movie, Barbed Wire. I love, like, bad movies, and I watched that. I thought it was hilariously bad, and I'm like, she's a terrible actress. Love the body. Love her looks. (laughs) She was serving body. Body, yaddy, yaddy. And that's about it. That's where I start and end with Pam. Did you ever, as a kid, late at night, watch VIP? No. She had, like, another, like, (laughs) she was, like, a a sexy spy lady. I I don't even know how to explain it. I was extremely well supervised as a child. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I evidently wasn't, but it was, I swear, it was on, like, you know what it was totally on? Like, Spike. Mm, Spike Spike is where you got all the spiked shit in Canada. Spike breeds misogyny in young (laughs) men. Spike was terrible. Anyways. Okay, so tell me why you love Pam. My experience with Pamela Anderson, like, she's just someone who is perpetually famous and iconic in the sense of like for all my procom girls or people who studied communications um in like a semiotic communications for those yeah in in like a semiotic way she is iconic like you everyone around the world knows who she is everyone recognizes her face her body like she is as iconic to me as the pepsi logo you know what i mean she's canadian she's a queen i love someone who can laugh at themselves and lean in on the joke like she could have easily throughout her career been offended and kicked back at at her sexy image or people's perceptions of her but she just took it for what it was had fun with it ran with it i love her work with david LaChapelle. like i love how campy the and cartoony is she is amazing. yeah and i love that she was able to like take it so far and just be in on the joke there's something so admirable about someone who's in on the joke and i think she is and i think she when what this documentary showed to me anyways is that like there is something incredibly normal and approachable about her as well like i think that's that's the ultimate joke is that in real life she is not pamela anderson yeah the the icon the seductress the sexy bombshell she is literally like this random lady from vancouver island who like happened to stumble into like sex drugs and rock and roll yeah and i will say like i have a lot um I have a lot of feedback for her, but I do find her cool and I like her energy and I feel like we would be friends. Like, I, I like who she is at her core. Oh, my God. Also, I will say, being from Vancouver Island, even though we're both Canadian, I couldn't feel less connected to people from BC or Vancouver, so... Can't relate. Yeah, it's not really... I mean, I guess she's Canadian, but, like, come on, we're all about Ontario on. yeah. and the East Coast. And Us anywhere. GTA girls, we just move different. I mean, Vancouver Island's, like, pretty much... You could be on Maui to me. It's, like, a whole yeah, different universe. Yeah, it's so far. I've never even been to Vancouver. Oh, we should go. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I okay. know, I just never had a reason. Tristan, Anyways. why don't you take us through and, um, yeah, we'll get into it. Okay. Okay, for sure. So I'll, we'll run through in the documentary, the documentary like at yeah. a high level because yeah. you guys should definitely watch it. And I want—I'm going to read the book as well. I've already read some reviews and listened to some podcasts, but I'm, I definitely want to read the book and hopefully I can get an audio book where she's reading it. My yeah. favorite. But anyways, you know. Oh, last thing I was going to say, she totally has the energy of like a cigarette mom, and I mean yes. that in the best way. Like you sleep over at your friend's house and you wake up before your friend and you could sit in the kitchen and talk to her. Yes, she's, she's the most so like, sweet. cool mom energy. Most like, cool mom yeah. energy and she loves those boys. She, she loves her boys. She loves those boys in the way that Brittany loves those boys. I don't I don't see a lot of love between Brittany <laughs> and those boys. What have we heard in years about Brittany and her boys? Brittany like, loves those boys. They maybe don't love her, but it's like she to I don't me know where they are. <laughs> to me, you could wake up and she would be having a coffee. Tristan, wait, where do you think Brittany's kids are. Where do well, they, they live? Who with do they Kevin. Live? They, they live, live with Kevin. Does, yeah. Is he remarried? Yeah, he's remarried. And I think he, he okay. has a few. Her name's Victoria, and he has at least one, maybe even two or three with her. He has like seven children at this point. 
Interesting. Which okay, is insane. Back to but Pam, anyways, back, back to, Pam. to Pam, back to Pam, back to Pam. So, grew up um, in Ladysmith, yes. <laughs> British Columbia. So it's this tiny town. I dare you to Google this town. It looks like heaven on earth. So with all the crazy childhood that's going to come up, I'm like, well, you're doing it in Ladysmith. I, I could do it in Ladysmith. Oh my God. And how about her in the documentary? She totally went to like a shopper's drug mart. Can you imagine you're 17, you work at shopper's drug mart and Pamela Anderson comes in and buys boxed hair dye? <laughs> Anyways, just pretty iconic if you ask me. She's so real. She's just like us. Stars are just like us. So she grew up in Ladysmith, British Columbia. Um, she had like a super traumatic childhood. So I won't get into the specifics of every single incident, but like her parents had her at seven. Her mom was 17. Her dad was 19. Her parents were crazy because they were too young. She even says that. They were still living like, of course, they were 22-year-olds when yeah. she was a kid. And they were partying. Her dad drank a lot. Her parents fought a lot. There was like dad domestic abuse the mom. Yeah. in the house. And it was crazy. But she also, like, she had... She, she she comments on the love, too. Yeah, and I just heard her say today, like, her parents are still as in love as the day they were 17, and, like, they've been together for 60 years, and so they made it through, so... They made it through the storm. More than you can say for our parents, right, Tristan? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cheers. Um, okay, what else? What other trauma? I mean, she... So, oh, so she yeah. lived through some pretty horrific sexual abuse at the hands of a female babysitter, which is... You know. Okay, this was my favorite part of the documentary, not the abuse, but she says. So she had this female babysitter who was um, molesting her, and she said she tried to kill her. She tried to stab her with a pen, and then she says one day she was sitting and she was thinking so hard about wishing the babysitter dead, like I just wish she was dead, and the babysitter died the next day. Yes. Woo. Chills. Pamela Anderson is an um like an, an empath. Exi- no, no, no. She's like um an elevated being. Yeah. She has. She knows something we don't. For sure. She's a medium. For sure. Or whatever sure. that you're no, gonna she, call it. Definitely. She's Vancouver Island medium. She has some sort of connection. But anyways, then she said she always felt bad. She thought she caused the babysitter's death. But you know what? She moved on from that pretty quick. And I like that turnaround. It's like you know what? Yeah. She had to come in. She you know what? One you. thing the documentary really illustrates is that through all the hardships of her life, she really has a way of just like keeping it pushing and also being able to look back on situations and remember the love over the hurt which i think there is there's something dangerous in that but there's also something admirable in her ability to kind of like forgive people and love them and accept them as they are for sure i see it quite differently but um, (laughs) but also keep her distance like i think she 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 acknowledged you know what i mean she acknowledged she doesn't she doesn't see herself as a victim i think is what i'm trying to say and i love that i have that written down like at the what i take away is i love that she doesn't see herself as a victim yeah okay so beyond that there was also horrific abuse by um she went to a guy's house with a friend the guy was 25, she was 12, horrible. And then again, this actually wasn't in the documentary, but I knew this fact and I've read it in a couple articles this week. There was an incident of group sexual abuse. It was her and then her boyfriend and six other boys when she was 14. So horrible, horrible sexual abuse as a child living in this little tiny town. And then also she she so eloquently described the shame that comes with it of not wanting to even tell her parents or tell anyone and just carry that around, which I think so many people unfortunately do. Of course, yeah. And which is so harmful. Anyways. Can I talk about how she got discovered? Are we there yet? Um... Yeah, so I guess I was just the last thing I was gonna say is so she graduates high school, she doesn't go to college or anything like that. She just moves to Vancouver, and then I'll let you take over from there. Okay, so she moves to Vancouver with an older boyfriend, and she goes to a was it a football game? Yeah, 
Yeah. And BC Lions, I believe. BC Lions. To be specific. Yes. Love sports. And she's wearing a, Lab- a Labatt Blue shirt because, you know, you got to have your Labatt Blue in Canada. And she's like drinking it. And they put her on the Jumbotron. And from that, someone sees her. Then she gets in a Labatt Blue commercial. Then they put her on a Labatt Blue poster. And I'm like, how easy was it to get freaking discovered oh my- in the. 80s? Can you imagine you're just sitting in the audience at a football game? I think you get she was on the, like 19. Yeah, she, yeah, I think she was 19. She gets on the jumbotron. The crowd goes <laughs> wild. so wild for her that they pull her down onto the field. They didn't even mention this in the doc, but I oh read it God. previously. The crowd went so wild for this girl in the crowd that they pulled her down onto the field and she like pulled a number, like participated. You know how they do those things at like the halftime or whatever. And then literally she she was famous. Yeah, and I'm not trying to be a hater, but, like, Google her at this time, like, Pamela Anderson, Labatt Blue. Like, she's looking like an attractive young woman, but I know, it's I mean, not what... the way that it would happen now. Like, there's no. an abundance of attractive young women. <laughs> Literally, you can go to any sporting event. I mean, in Toronto, go anywhere, and it's like, there's there's 10, you know, gorgeous influencer gorgeous girls, girls sitting in the front row. Yeah, so anyways, We need to there... start going to more sporting events and just, like, <laughs> pray that the camera lands on us. Well, I, I'm like... You know, she looks quite natural back then. I'm a natural beauty, too. <laughs> I actually would. I would consider myself a natural beauty. You as well. Yeah. So anyways, they she gets contracted as a model and moves to L.A. and starts her career pretty quickly. I mean, Tristan, you can jump in. But from there, she wants to be an actress. They're, oh, Playboy. Yes. So oh, not Tristan's to grab the wrong. mic. This is my expertise. Yeah. I am obsessed with with Playboy ever since I watched ever since I read Holly Madison's book you guys should all read it or listen to the audiobook Down the Rabbit Hole Down the Rabbit Hole by Holly Madison and ever since um Secrets of Playboy on Annie oh I have the chills and what were you for Halloween a Playboy bunny I was Miss March 95 but um I also like I don't okay not to turn this into a Playboy documentary but also as a kid like I feel like Pam was definitely a part of that whole thing like growing up in the early 2000s there was such a Cool girls wore Playboy bunny necklaces. Cool girls had Playboy bunny tanning stickers on. Like, there was such oh a Playboy God, my, bunny moment. My mom would have killed me. Like, no Playboy bunny oh merch God, on me. Okay, so okay, well, not me. But anyway, so... She gets involved with Playboy. After she does the Bud Light poster, and they said, I didn't even know this, the Bud Light commercial also played, like, on Monday Night Football. So she was, like, based on this Bud Light contract alone, she was getting, like pretty famous so again from being spotted on a jumbotron at 19 at a football game in canada with your boyfriend you know what that is proof that like miracles <laughs> any any day now holly yeah <laughs> any day now we're gonna get plucked from I'm obscurity i'm waiting no seriously <laughs> but anyways so obviously and hugh hefner was kind of known for doing this like capitalizing off of any young woman who had like a drop of fame at the time you know if he was around today like any influencer with 10,000 followers he'd be in their dms but he obviously will you marry me exactly right (laughs) he saw this or someone on his team saw this playboy reached out to her she didn't even believe it was real when they phoned her Mm -hmm. she hung up on them at first being like yeah right and they called back and they were like no we're really playboy we want to fly you out first class we want you to shoot for the magazine and the cover which, for the October it, uh, 1995. 1990, I believe okay, it was. Yeah. The fir- yeah, I think the first, 89 or 90, one the or the cover. other. She was on She was on numerous, numerous covers through her she life. She did not have to grind it out. They were like, babe, you're No, you're I was cover, just going to say that. From what I have read in my pl- extensive Playboy research, the girls would get very competitive over the cover because, especially in the later years, oftentimes if you were the Playmate of the Month, that did didn't guarantee you the cover they preferred to put a celebrity yeah that was the centerfold they preferred to put a celebrity on the cover if they could Mm -hmm. so that's why you have like you know so many celebrities who like did playboy they would get the cover over whoever like the random girl from topeka kansas was Mm -hmm. in the centerfold but pam was so strikingly beautiful gorgeous young and i mean when they showed the footage from her playboy shoot she was 
gorgeous. I'm a gay man, and I will admit it. Like, she was so stunning. Like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I she's get definitely it. my type for sure. I like, well, my, like, contemporary, I like Scarlett Johansson, so I feel like she's kind of the blueprint, you know? Yeah, totally. Just, like, the ultimate girl next door, which I know was Hugh Hefner's whole thing. She she had that. She just and had it. And you know, it. everyone's doing her eyebrows now, eh? Like, Kendall Jenner. I know, it's, it's totally like the Pamela bad. Anderson bleached skinny eyebrow. Okay, continue. So, anyways, she does Playboy. Uh, she gets the cover is immediately famous one thing they didn't talk about the documentary is that pretty quickly after this she so she talked she actually did talk about this marilyn grabowski who is the photographer for playboy after the shoot was like you need to stay in la like you can't Mm -hmm. go home you need to live here and you're gonna be a star and she was like okay and then just like her jumbotron it just like happened so quickly she almost immediately books a role on um home improvement with tim allen wait is that right What's that show called? Yeah, Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Okay, you guys, I've never allegedly flashed her, but I, guys, I just googled it and he says I never flashed her. So who's okay? Yeah. You so take? this is from her book. <laughs> she gets the Home Improvement job day one. She passes him in the hall and he exposes himself to her and is kind of like, haha, now we're even because I've seen you nude in Playboy. Absolutely disgusting behavior. I'm taking her word on this one. I am for sure <laughs> taking her word on this Moving one. Moving on soon after she gets soon after so she's like immediately star everybody loves her she starts dating all these actors everyone's obsessed with her she's hollywood's new it girl she almost immediately books um baywatch which is obviously iconic one thing i didn't know is they called her into audition 11 times she turned them down 10 times before she would finally show up it's pretty amazing and the fact that they believed in her that much she she literally never acted outside of home improvement and even home improvement she's kind of just playing like a hot girl she just like walks in. I think she said she counted down from 10 and they were like, you've got it. Yes. So I'm going to jump in here because, okay, a lot of the documentary and a lot of everything about her is revolved around her breasts, which like go off. Yeah. And she seems to be now like walking that back. Like, you know, they're showing all these clips of people commenting on her breasts, but it's like her whole career was built off having these perfect breasts, which I'm like, could that happen nowadays with the prevalence of perfect breasts and plastic surgery? Like, That is such a good point. And hers were not real, right? No, so she she originally, I think in her original Playboy, really yeah, so she told this story actually. So her original Playboy shoot, she had her natural God-given breasts, which I mean, whatever. I'm not a breast expert. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever. Like, <laughs> Tristan is not. I'm the wrong one to ask. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, she looked, she looked ample to me. I don't know. It wasn't like she, I whatever, will say whatever. like her famous breasts, like when they're showing her on Playboy, like I, I I've never seen anything like that. I, I was floored. But <laughs> was floored. at the same time, it was like. <laughs> You know, it's kind of like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Like, she's mad about all the attention her breasts got, but it's like, that is what well, yeah. people so, liked the most about you. Soon after her Playboy shoot, she's in the gym at the Playboy Mansion with Kimberly Conrad Hefner, who's uh, Hugh's wife at the time, and she's like looking up the posters on the wall, and she's like, wow, they're so beautiful. Why do they all have such perfect breasts? And Kimberly's like, uh, babes, they're literally all fake, and mine are fake too, and you, and you should probably surgeon? get She's fake ones. <laughs> so Pamela is like, yeah, I totally, I need a boob drop. So yeah. she gets giant breasts and they they look amazing and they so rock for her. yeah yeah rock hard they <laughs> rock hard oh those things steady rock hard they were actually in a fight they were so far apart no, <laughs> they were the perfect distance apart they were the perfect distance apart we love you pam okay but, so after baywatch okay she becomes like a mega star like she yeah is the so culture. she's on baywatch baywatch is syndicated in like a hundred countries she is because you know it's not a dialogue it heavy show it's hot people running on the beach yeah doing, it's boob too um lifeguard work. yeah yeah so she plays it's cj her name on the show is cj i'm forgetting the last name right now but her role she's like kind of floaty and spiritual they said it was based off of her so yeah you guys like there's not intense acting happening here but she immediately becomes 
a sex symbol. Like people are obsessed with Pamela Anderson. Mm-hmm. And she is an A-list celebrity. She starts filming this movie, Barbed Wire, which we mentioned earlier. She yes. goes to the Cannes Film Festival giving sex. And then this is around the time where she meets Tommy, Tommy Lee. Lee. So why don't we talk about... Not Tommy Lee Jones, who she got him. <laughs> who she thought with. he could be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so why don't we talk about that? So she... It was like in the middle. It was during a break from Baywatch. She's going to Cancun. Oh, okay. Sorry. Let me back up a little bit. Sorry, you guys. She Tommy Lee is she, the drummer yeah. of Motley Crue. Tommy he Lee is banned from yeah. That Tommy Lee is the drummer of Motley Crue. She actually owned a bar in L.A. They never mentioned that she owned it or she was a part owner of this bar in L.A. She was at this bar in L.A. She bought a round of shots for the entire bar of Goldschlager. Say, I love Goldschlager. Same. I love Goldschlager. Anyways. When I drank. Goldschlager, um, sponsor us. <laughs> sponsor us. And that's why we're using our code. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she gets a round of shots for the whole club. Tommy mistakenly assumes that he, she just sent it to him. He's there with his friends. So he takes that as like a hint. He goes over, quote, licks her face. Mm. She licks her friend's face. And her and Tommy, like spend the night together in the club and this is like said love story of the title of the documentary like it is love between the two of them and they act on it immediately love they act on it fast so he is calling her off the hook and she won't answer she i mean they didn't even mention this they showed some of the guys she had dated i'm not going to run through all of them because most of them like they're not yeah they're literally f listers (laughs) but she had dated brett michaels so i think and they they said this in the scripted show so i mean we didn't hear this from her mouth but it's like she was trying to avoid the bad boys but tommy kept calling her she wasn't picking up the phone eventually she's on her way out to get to work her phone rings. She thinks it can maybe be her agent. She answers. It's Tommy. He's like, hi, why won't you answer? And she's like, oh my God, hi, sorry. Yeah, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I, I can't right now. Um, I'm going to Cancun tomorrow for work. Like, leave me alone. And he is like, uh, okay, we're going to Cancun tomorrow. I'll see you there. And she's like, no. And he's like, yes. She goes to Cancun. He goes to Cancun, calls every single hotel. She even told her hotel, like, if you see anyone with tattoos, do not let them in. Do not let them know I'm here or whatever. But eventually, I know, like Pam, sweetie, she loves love, though. She loves love. Okay, so let me just tell the story and then we'll chat. He, she eventually relents. It's her last night in Cancun. She's like, you know what? Whatever. Let's go out with these guys for one night. He's there with his rock star friends. They go out to this club. He slips ecstasy into her drink. Red Mm -hmm. flag number two. (laughs) Actually, criminal red flag. (laughs) So they're high on ecstasy. She even says in the documentary, and I don't even know if she made the connection that it's because she was high on ecstasy, but they obviously go back to his hotel and she's like, I've never felt like this before. And he's like, me either. We should get married. I will say, I just listened to her on like the Dak Shepard Armchair Expert podcast. And he's like, oh, like, do you think it was because you were high on ecstasy that you like felt? And she processed it in real time because she's not in therapy, by the way. Her therapist dumped her and she said she never went back. She goes, oh yeah, I guess that's probably why I was feeling all loved up and ready to get married to him. I'm like, girl, you could have figured this out years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I think that might've had something to do with it. So they end up spending, she extends her trip to Cancun. They spend four days together. On the fourth day, they get married on the beach she is wearing a bikini her maid of honor is a girl she met in the nightclub that night and he is there in board shorts the photos are on the internet i'll post it on my Lindsay lohan instagram but i can see like if you're living in that fast lane and it's drug sex and rock and roll there is something incredibly romantic about like just going for it 
Yeah. And she is this type of person. She says it throughout the documentary that like she's all about just new experiences and taking the experiences as they come. I mean, to be able to pose in Playboy at 19 when you've never been on a plane before. Yeah. And she, I mean, she's been married six times. So obviously she doesn't think of marriage as that much of a no. sanctimonious uh, union like and the I rest can of us see, might. Like, you guys know if you've ever been on vacation and you like <laughs> hook up with someone. And for those couple days. What's it days, like to be on vacation? What's it like to, yeah. <laughs> but for those couple of days, they are like the love of your life. And like, it's just such a whirlwind. I can see how it's like, yeah. And if you have access and money, like if money's no object and you can just extend your trip, it's like, yeah, let's just get married. Fuck it. Like, whatever. And she was showing home videos from the time and like they were heavily drinking. Like, yeah. you know, so they're well, partying. You know, you know. I mean, they're they, having fun. They ended up having two kids. So I'm going to say they just had a good, good feeling about it and they yeah. acted on it. They get married. Obviously, it's a huge tabloid story. The paparazzi are waiting for them the minute they get back. She gets back to Baywatch. He's incredibly jealous. I won't get into all the specifics, but he starts like trashing her trailer, showing yeah. up to the set. Anytime Whenever she has to like kiss a guy on Baywatch. Yeah, he, he like, reads the it. scripts in advance to show up. Mm-hmm. He's fighting with the crew. Like it's bad. And let me just say, like, I have I've seen it happen. I mean, we all know yeah. girls. And I think and Pam says this too. She viewed it as romantic that he was jealous, but it's like We've all seen beautiful girls who we love lost to a jealous man. And if you are a young woman listening to this podcast, do not fall for it. You are putting yourself in absolute danger. And I, oh my God, I can think of so many examples of girls I've known and it only gets worse. Like that kind of crazy behavior, that is not love. That is not how someone who loves you treats you, right? Yeah, so I'm gonna jump in because she actually had an interesting perspective on it in the documentary. So they had two kids really quickly, um, Brandon and Dylan. And sorry, I'm just gonna say, I hate those names. I know you have a brother named Brendan, but I just, Brandon, Dylan, sorry, it's not working for me. They're really basic names. Yeah, anyways, they had the kids really quick and then he starts not I wouldn't say fully abusing her this is his quote in the documentary I never hit Pamela grabbing and shaking a woman is not cool either which is what I did and then he ends up uh serving a little bit of time for that which is good he admitted to it at least and he tried to make it better but she says because she's a very empathetic person and she you know it's the father of her children she's like I think he was going through uh postpartum which I've never heard um people say like the men going through that because women go through postpartum depression and anxiety and of course, you know, if a man becomes a father, that's a big change too. So I thought it was actually very generous of her to uh, volunteer that. Not making it okay, but totally, he was losing it a little and bit. And I think especially, and she mentions this too, I mean, to take it back to the instance of abuse. So she mentions how, I mean, particularly for a rock star who's used to a life in the fast lane, it would be especially difficult to slow down. Another thing yeah. they talked about, just backing up a little bit, sorry, is that she got pregnant the first time and she actually miscarried which was super tragic for the two of them they had already like built a nursery and stuff super sad stuff so then they were really quick they wanted to have a baby so she had two children in rapid succession i think they're one year apart from each other but the incident in question so they didn't go into it in like i mean she only has to share as much as the lines you have to read between the lines because the official like police court documents are that she was holding seven week old dylan a newborn Brandon was crying at her leg and Tommy was in meltdown mode, rocking himself on the ground, being like, these kids have taken my wife away. In his perspective, he wanted his sexy bombshell playboy wife. He didn't want mommy Pamela. He wanted playboy Pamela. And she was being mommy Pamela because she had two literal babies to take care of. Mm -hmm. He, they get into like an argument. He pushes her to the ground, holding her seven week old child and kicks her repeatedly in the back. She calls 911. They didn't mention this in the documentary either. He was already on probation for previous 
I believe it was assault against a paparazzi. Yeah. The police asked her, she talks about this in the book, spoiler alert. The police asked her, are there firearms in the house? She, not even thinking, just honestly answers like, yeah, Tommy has a gun in his bedside <laughs> table. And they're like, uh, okay, you are under arrest because you're already on probation. Yeah, and he's you not also, supposed to have weapons. Yeah. To be fair, if I was a celebrity in LA, I would have weapons as well. <laughs> <laughs> Queen. So anyways, horrific incident of abuse he maintains that he didn't hit her he shook her but after that he served six months in jail they are not able to recover from no and he tried but she i have to give her massive props she said even though he's the love of her life he she didn't get back together with him because she wanted to set a good example for her boys and looking at her past with all of the sexual abuse and the abuse within her parents marriage it would have been very easy for her to fall into that pattern so that's amazing but we're gonna move on because she's been married many times since then and she has the worst 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 tasting guys in the world it's so bad like honestly tommy lee i can kind of get it (laughs) In that, like, thinking if I'm her yeah. in 1994, I kind of get it. They and had there, mad chemistry. There is a bit of a sex appeal there, mm-hmm. but the rest... So ugh. she goes from Tommy Lee to Kid Rock to poker players who she found his... And there's more on him. More on him later. She found his crack pipe in the Christmas tree. Then she will marry any <laughs> random Canadian contractor who comes across her property. Then she'll get remarried to the poker player from a decade ago. And... Guess what? In the documentary, they don't even mention that she had a relationship and another sex tape with Brett Michaels. So I guess we should get to the sex tape now. Yeah, okay, let's get into the sex tape and then I want to get back. I just yeah. want to say Crack Pipe in the Christmas Tree sounds like a Lana Del Rey album oh title to my me. <laughs> That's God. the title of her Christmas album. But okay, yeah, getting back to so backing it up again a little bit. So obviously while she's with Tommy, um, and they have just had Brandon. So mm-hmm. they have a baby at home. Um, they get a letter a manila envelope and in it is a vhs and it's their like honeymoon sex tape yeah they're blackmailed with their sex tape did you watch pam and tommy on hulu i did okay i didn't watch it so what do you think of it because she yeah i mean not in favor of it she yeah she hates the fact that they made that show and, and it's i agree about with her kind of like the sex tape error right? yeah it's specifically about okay. the sex tape and it's honestly from the perspective of the guy who stole the sex tape and it almost tries to make <laughs> you sympathize with him which is, is that seth rogan yeah, it is. Okay, Rogan. side note, I just saw this great movie with him, the Steven Spielberg movie, The Fablemans, and he also plays kind of like a shady third character who's doing yeah. like kind of a sex tape equivalent of, anyways. Yeah, I mean, so obviously Pam didn't like consent to this show. Mm-hmm. They didn't like consult her or Tommy. So it's like, you know, it's unfortunate. And I get why she hates it. And she I being do exploited. have in like, my explain- notes, though, that Tommy Lee ended up hanging out a lot with Sebastian Stan, who played him in the show. So I think Tommy oh, yeah. ended up being okay with it, which is sad because it's like, I know. Well, the he problem here is they showed yeah and they showed a clip of tommy in the documentary where he's like yeah rock on i think it's great and it's like again and i mean this is like a gendered thing it's like we feel people feel like they have total because we have seen pamela in a sexual scenario whether it's the sex tape or the playboy we feel like we have total access to her life and her sexuality and she just has no right to her own privacy and she talks about this in the deposition for the sex tape they had, when she arrived, she was pregnant with her second. They had blown up her Playboy photos. The lawyers had blown them up and oh, were like, so see, you've posed nude. So why would you even have a problem with a stolen sex tape? Like everyone's already seen you naked. And it's like, it's just so disgusting. disgusting. And of course, Tommy Lee gets off scot-free. He's like a rock star. It's like a cool thing that he did. And she has to suffer the consequences. She talks about how her career was completely derailed. Any like movies, because at that time she was on the cusp of real kind of mainstream yeah. work. So here's where I'm going to jump in and come with um, my take on this, which okay. is maybe a bit different than Tristan. So first of all she does my favorite thing where you pronounce naked as naked so all through the documentaries be like and then they had my naked photographs i'm like jesus okay so at one point she says they didn't have a lot of sympathy for me they said oh she's in playboy she loves being naked in public which i'm like 
okay, it's not fair. And of course, I would never contone leaking public or private videos, but you do love being naked in public. That was the first half of the movie's all about how empowering and how much you loved being in Playboy. So with that being said, Mm, jump in because I'm, okay, I'm I know, gathering like, my thoughts. Posing <laughs> for Playboy and having your private camcorder footage stolen are two different it's things. It's terrible. And of course it was sensationalized, but at the same time you can't be like, now I don't love being naked in public when that's been your whole shtick. Okay, and you said she was just on the verge of stardom. Okay, she's mad she isn't taken more seriously as an actress and saying this derailed her career. She is the first one to tell you she is dog shit at acting. Like, <laughs> they play clips and she's laughing at them. We're laughing. It's hilarious. Barb Wire is one of the biggest flops of all time. And so I don't think they really... I mean, I wouldn't say her career. It's not like she's Meryl Streep about to, like, win yeah. Sophie's Choice Oscar. You know? I do think she could have ended up in kind of a, the same lane as, like, a Nicolette Sheridan if this hadn't have happened. Oh, like, much better. <laughs> I, could, I could see a world where Pam was on, like, a Desperate Housewives. Like, I don't think she would have ever been an Oscar award-winning actress, but I do think she could have been on a sitcom. And she actually was on a sitcom, so maybe it did work out. Okay, let me just repeat her acting as dog shit, and we're going to talk about that later when she uh, plays Roxy in Chicago. Yeah, okay. Also, and I guess... Her, so her singing's not great either. I, I didn't explain <laughs> this. They received the manila envelope with the tape. So, I mean, we don't, they allegedly still don't know exactly who took the tape, but they think it was a construction worker who was yeah. doing renovation work on their home. The entire, they had a safe the size of a fridge that was stolen from their garage. How did they even get it out of there? I think they used Ukraine, but so they stole the entire safe and were just hoping there was something good in it and they found all these camcorders. So that's how that happened. Um, By the way, did you like Lily James' portrayal of her in the show? Because yeah. I wouldn't mind Lily James portraying me in a biopic. I know, I think it rocked. Yeah. And I think Pam has said, like, she doesn't. She doesn't have ill will towards yeah. Lily. Okay. I thought Lily looked drop dead gorgeous, and I thought she was She's like a fun, stunner. sexy Pam. Yeah. Um. Pretty much like the lawyers treat her like shit. Men treat her like shit. She did have this moment in the documentary. Tell me if you caught this. Okay. Where she did like a press conference on the steps of the courthouse, wearing a purple sweater, a black skirt, and black leather knee high boots, and like Prada <laughs> sunglasses. And she was serving. She was serving. Yeah. And she was like, "This tape was stolen from me." I was like. That's a Halloween costume right there. That would be. And I might have to do it. And I might have to be the one to do it. And I love a Halloween costume that no one else gets. I love to do that. It might be better than your uh, your Playboy costume, which went, it didn't come up past your nipples. <laughs> okay. Can I help it that I'm a buxom blonde? Um, so yeah, the sex tape thing is just like a whole mess. Well, I mean, that's pretty much all I, to say I about it. I feel like she was almost using it as a scapegoat to be like, that's the reason people didn't take me seriously. Because you know who was making me think of watching this? Miss Queen of the World herself, Kim Kardashian West. Miss Kimberly Noel. But the, you have to keep in mind, I mean, this was a good 10 years before yes, her sex Yes, but tape. look at what Kim did with relatively the same circumstances. Like I know. She did make lemonade out of lemons. Or as Kelly Killer and Ben Simone would say, she made lemons, lemons out, out of out lemonade. lemonade. So. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, who knows? Maybe you're right, because we weren't as evolved back then as like we are now. And Did you used to watch Girls Next Door? No, but I've watched it since because you've told me. I remember there was this episode where it was Hugh Hefner's birthday and she made a surprise appearance and like brought out his cake and she was stark naked. Oh, on the show? Yeah, wearing a pair of a pair of heels. Nothing, nothing on but the lucite heels. Yeah, there was blur, but like she totally just walked out naked. Can you imagine? I kind of envy that. But the one note I wrote down is: listen, at the end of the day, the world hates a woman in charge of her own sexuality. It is the biggest threat to men. A man hates a woman in charge of her own sexuality. 
and in setting do. the terms yeah. she set the terms on her on her sex and her her image like uh, she chose really? when to pose nude and when not this tape was stolen from her i'm team pam you guys also she invented the internet she inv- yes they said that with her sex tape people were flooding to the internet they're like how do it i get broke. the internet yeah she's literally a woman in stem when you think about it and tristan knows a thing or two about that i know a thing i'm or two honestly about that. i'm so naughty i was thinking if i was on the internet at that time not a fetus in the womb i would have been searching that i would have been trying to watch because i've seen them all so <laughs> <laughs> we are actually celebrity sex tape connoisseurs yeah. have you seen pamela anderson sex tape no but we were saying Holly. we should watch it before we I were gonna watch it as it. a research exercise okay. Some people say it's not, like, even remember when the iCloud photo leaks with all, like, Jennifer Lawrence and Emma Watson. Like, did yeah. you look at those? I mean, I will neither confirm nor, nor deny. deny. Enough said. <laughs> so, one thing, yeah. okay, one thing that I wanted to talk about, and they showed a lot of this throughout the documentary, was, this, and this is a big topic for Holly and I, late night hosts, mm, pigs. Yeah. Pigs. Uh, when, uh, the... the the visceral reaction I have to David Letterman. Oh, the dirty man, old man that himself. Man makes me sick. He strikes again in this documentary. He strikes again. And Pam is she so good. She's so good at catching the ball and throwing it back. Like, they keep trying to shame her and be like, ha ha, I see you brought your two friends. Like, talking about her breasts or being like, <laughs> who am I talking to? Tit way, one I or love, tit two. I love and it's that like, we're both saying breasts. <laughs> I know. That's the word we I know we don't know how to, to say it. I, well, I don't know. You guys, I don't know what to call them. Okay. But it's like, she's so good at catching the ball and just throwing it back and being like, yep, my my big boobs are here. And I'm that's like, what love I'm that. Saying. Because I'm like, sh- I would crumble. Yeah. If David Letterman said that to me, I would cry. Like Paris Hilton or Lindsay. Yeah, like they I, w- couldn't I would freeze. But Pam can handle the heat. I think she's funny. She's a good hang. But I'm just saying... She says, oh, this stopped her from doing all these things she wanted to do. I'm like, well, what was it you I really know, wanted to do? You were true. discovered at 19 drinking beer <laughs> at a maybe, game. Like, I, I don't really know what your plan was. That's maybe wishful thinking. And yeah. to be fair, she literally never had a plan. She just showed up in L.A. and just, like, got on the ride. She's obsessed with sex, love, and marriage and yeah. sex and love addict. I think her plan her whole life has been sex and love. Yes, um, the amount of times also that they showed Jay Leno being a pig, oh it's like, you know God. what, Jay Leno, you are, you're an awful little man. Awful little man. And that's why he is so awful. And not so easy on the eyes either. And not so easy on the eyes either. <laughs> the nerve to comment on gorgeous Pam. Come on. You know what's funny though? That's how they take, like, that's how they take that's them down. They yeah, out. they get they their have to, power oh, out. I saw a TikTok the other day and it's so true. Mm-hmm. The minute like a, a, a gorgeous person with a gorgeous energy walks into a room, people can't help but knock them down a peg. And Pam is one of those people. I think Pam walks into a room and people like David Letterman feel like they have to cut her down to size. Like they just can't handle that she is so above us I all. think they're jealous of how easy it comes for her in life. And yeah. there's just a whole mix of things. And they want her and they can't have her and they can't sexualize so her too much. They just sexualize I know. her a bit. And, and another it's thing like, get with, a life. with all the men she dated is like, they want her, but they want her behind glass. Like yes. they want her and they want to put her in a jar. They want <laughs> Pam Anderson, the Playboy playmate sex object, but they also don't want anyone else to have access to her. And it's like this weird thing. And I mean, it happens It happens in normal life with non-celebrities too. Like, It's like they want you, but they want you in a cage. They want Pam, but they want her in a cage. And it's like, listen, you knew what you were signing up for. It's Pam Anderson. Like you can't have it both ways. You can't have sexy Pam Anderson and then not let her be sexy. I know, but I feel like she doesn't mind being in that cage. I think her picker is just so bad. She's choosing the, <laughs> some of the trashiest men you on know this what? earth. Kid the, Rock. You know where she made the wrong turn? Where? Well, first of all, the Mario Van Peebles man seemed nice. I believe oh, his first name was he's Mario. He's quite cute, yeah. He was rather handsome. Mm-hmm. But 
Sylvester Stallone offered her a condo in a Porsche to be his number one girl. And she was like, number one, does that mean there's a number two? Like, no way. You know what, Pam? You should have just taken it. You could have been Mrs. Stallone. And you know what? I bet he would have treated she would have treated her nice. I think he's still with Mrs. Stallone. They've got beautiful daughters. Beautiful he treats daughters. treats her like a queen, so. Treats her like a queen. And it's, <laughs> listen, it's not like Pam was number one. It's not like Many Pam was the only guys. girl in the other relationships either. Should have just taken the condo in the Porsche. Yes. I don't know. Sorry to, so you know, sorry to say it. So I'm going to jump in and talk about kind of her life post the sex tape and her okay, infamy. Okay, yeah. Um, she starts to, like, stay out of the spotlight. Honestly, I think it's because she's just not that skilled at anything else other than modeling. She keeps modeling and, you know, being a sex symbol. But then she... Jump in. Okay, sorry to cut you off. I was just going to say she works extensively around this time with my favorite photographer, David LaChapelle. Mm. She just does more kind of, like, sexy, artsy photos. She goes to the VMAs mm. and stuff. She's running around with Kid Rock. She also... Okay, sorry, I'm kind of really cutting you off no, here. No, go for it. She does an iconic episode of MTV Cribs showing her Malibu beach house. And you guys, it is... When I tell you, it's like my dream little house. It's not even a mansion or anything, but it's just so gorgeous oh, and I love her style. femininely yeah. decorated. It's like, oh, I know. I know that house was fun. Anyways, continue. I was allowed to watch MTV Cribs and that um, episode imprinted on me. I, I would love to live in any of her homes. What I was going to get to is just so she kind of rebrands as an activist and you might not like what I have to say about this either. So <laughs> I live for activists, right? Like that's the best thing you can be, but she's all about animals, right? She gets really involved with PETA and... PETA. Hmm. I mean, I, I can judge that because I guess I'm grateful for the work that they PETA. do. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, yeah, it's great work, I guess, question mark. But look at what is happening to the people of the... Okay, this is my thing. With animal charities versus, like, when people get way too invested in, like, animal welfare as regards to... Or, like, as opposed to human welfare, it's a bit of a red flag for me because I'm, like, you just need to explain your psychology to me. Are you a huge animal lover? Like, I love animals, but what do you think? Um... Yeah, like, I grew up with pets and stuff. I wouldn't say that I'm, like, a crazy animal person. Do you read it as a red flag when someone's, like, has all this money to donate and it all goes to animals and not humans? (laughs) I mean, I guess I haven't thought about it too extensively. I do, like, something turns me off about, like, dogmatic animal rights people. Yeah. And and it's, I mean, listen, I think people should be able to make the choices that they want <laughs> about like the food they eat and the products they consume but yes. i also think there is like okay and i'm just not the expert here but there is a weird privilege in having the opportunity and the choice to like say no to or you know like there yeah. are people all around the world who don't have the opportunity to be vegans okay mm-hmm. they just don't and that's the way that it works it's the way that it's worked for thousands of years and then to look down on people who eat meat when it's like no, I don't know. Yes, go off. Okay, here's my hot take is like, I think when people are too involved with like animal welfare, which of course is important. And I think if I could, I would become a vegetarian. I agree for the environment, for the animals. It's a good thing yeah, to do. totally. But I think that people start to like personify the, the animals as themselves. And they're like, oh, look, the animals are so helpless. Like that's like me and like the animals bring me joy and love. So I'm like giving it back to them. When I'm just like, you know, look at what's happening to the women of Iran, the women of Afghanistan. I bring them up on every podcast because I'm like, this is what we really need to. Yeah, as we should. And you know what? Actually, another point that now that I'm thinking of it Mm -hmm. more and I will have you know that my boyfriend Trevor met her wearing she was wearing a seal costume. No. And let's just talk about the seals for a moment. Was she bringing attention to the seals? Yeah. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like anti seal clubbing. I actually remember her one. of Trevor on Lindsay Lohan? Yeah, for sure. Um. I remember she, her one ad, and it was like Canada's clubbing scene sucks, and like it was you know <laughs> seal cute. clubbing. That's cute. But listen, listen, people, because for as many people that are up in arms about the seal clubbing, 
seal clubbing is a traditional cultural activity that indigenous people of the canadian north participate in and have participated in for thousands of years and is like central to their northern experience so like who are we the white man the settlers (laughs) to go up there and be like no you can't do that it's like they actually have been living off the land forever and we're coming in with our polyester outfits like no (laughs) yes and now that you say that there is something about all PETA campaigns which are so memorable from back in the day that is like more sex focused so I'm like yeah it's a good it's almost like the David LaChapelle but like make it PETA weirdos her and that lettuce bra I also remember that one from being a kid I thought that one was really shocking as a kid so then another knock against I saw it in a hair salon I remember I vividly saw it in a magazine hair salon out and like put it in your wallet yeah i probably did not, <laughs> not a pervy way yeah. fi- not for the reason yeah. you're all thinking yeah. so she takes it a te- step further because she's all obsessed with the seal clubbing right yeah and oh this is yeah so she befriends just this really cool normal guy vladimir putin and she's like i guess the best way to get him to make sanctions against seal clubbing in russia is to like befriend him she knows that tits talk and she knows that even sex Vladimir sells. sex sells and even Vladimir Putin is not immune to her enormous breasts. You know what? So it was, she it was walks giving. into the Kremlin breasts first. Her breasts walk into the Kremlin cold before she hell. does. Cold as Licking. hell. Freezing. Well, she's yeah. not wearing a seal coat. That's for sure. No. She's cold. It was giving when Kim Kardashian met with Trump to get yes. like the criminals oh, exonerated. But that is a cause that I think is worthwhile. I mean, you're right. That is a okay. cause I think is worthwhile. I think the way Kim <laughs> executed it is like corny. But I know. So, but I'm just like, really, there's nothing on God's green earth that would make me uh, make Putin think that we're on good terms. I know. Even and if it was for some other. This motive. is a perfect example. Like, <sighs> Pam, honey, we're in a bit of a crisis right now. You think you could get on the phone? <laughs> you think you could get back to the Kremlin and do something about this? Uh, you know? And I then know. people... Oh, um, Larry King, they were playing a clip in the documentary where he's like, oh, I heard you're friends with Putin now. And then he's like, what's next? Like, North Korea? Kim Jong-un? She's like, oh, haha, no. I'm like... Oh, she would have gone if they invited Who's her? Who's the guy who was all best friends with him? David uh, Rodman. Oh, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Yeah. That's oh, more Pam, just a friendship. There's a trip that we need to see documented. <laughs> Pamela Anderson and Dennis Rodman going yeah. to North Korea. <laughs> God, she'd only go if the freaking animals were being clubbed for like cultural reasons. Yeah. So, but I will say the one thing that's admirable about this is like she did. Yes. She she recognized that like I am not gonna escape this sexy image. Like this is just who I am at this mm-hmm. point. Like I'm not gonna change anyone's mind. So she she I mean at least it's admirable that she was like let me use this to my advantage for the causes that I care about and leverage my breasts to save animals i mean it could have been a better cause maybe but it's like at least she was like she she worked with what she had and she she made some good progress for the things yeah that she and for the record she about. also did work with a lot of human related uh, causes as well so PETA was just her main thing so i appreciate all of her activism you know what i wrote this down last night when i was watching the documentary but mm-hmm. i feel like what she should have done or what would have been an interesting turn if she really wanted to continue with the acting is like she I think what would have got her legitimate acting praise was if she pulled like a Mariah Carey in Precious where she did like a super stripped down ugly role, Charlize Theron in Monster. Like, I don't think she could have been Charlize Theron in Monster, but I think she could have had a small role in something where she's like playing a total troll. Yeah, like Kim Richards, Black Snake Moan. (laughs) Picture this. Kim Richards and Black Snake Moan in that convenience store, but it's Pam Anderson. That's what she she could do that. She could pull that off. And I think she actually would have got some praise for doing that. You know what? I think with this new documentary, all this positive press, claiming her narrative it's yeah. in the future but that's an, that's actually an interesting question because in the documentary she's super stripped down no makeup no hair no nothing but i i wonder if in 2003 if she would have done that i think she maybe at that time she was still in her 
sexy Pamela era. Like, I, it's interesting to think of, even given the opportunity, if she would have taken it at that time to do something like that. Yeah, so this is another thing that maybe bugged me a little bit about her, is like, I love who her true self is, but I feel like I don't like when people are extremely contradictory uh, or hypocritical about themselves. So she says, like, all she wanted in life was to show her kids what a stable and loving long-term relationship is. But, like, did you even try? Like, you weren't even in the realm of that. No, she literally moved them to Detroit to live with Kid, Kid Rock. Kid Rock. So, and then that she's was so like, dark. And did you see the clip where Kid Rock tries to hold the ki- her son's hand? And he's like, let me hold your hand. And the son is like, no. <laughs> like, even the son is like, hell no, Kid Rock. Oh, my God. And you guys, Kid Rock is just so unattractive. What about the fight with him and Tommy Lee at the... Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, we kind of glossed over these relationships. But yeah. she starts... She's running around with Kid Rock. They get married. And she's wearing a bikini again and a sailor hat. They get married oh, on a yacht. And again, I remember yeah, this. This yeah. was very Perez Hilton era. And Kid Rock is just so unattractive. Like, Pam, no. Yeah. He just looks like... He smells like cigarettes and beer. Like, I just know, you know? And at least Tommy, I think there's something like a bit... Not Tommy today, but I think there's something like a bit hot about him 25 years ago. Yes. I mean, Sebastian Stan. Hello. Hello. Wouldn't kick him (laughs) out of bed. But Kid Rock is just, like, so repulsive to me. Mm. Anyway, so her and Kid Rock... She has, like, a series of really short-lived marriages. Her and Kid Rock don't last very long. But at the 2007 VMAs, the same VMAs where Britney performed Gimme More, Kid Rock and Tommy Lee get into a fist fight in the crowd and I remember this happening then because it was all over the tabloids it was huge news and the fight she says was because she like and Chris Chris Angel was there too like Mm. this is like celebrity mishmash of 2007 but she like sat on Tommy's lap or Tommy sat on her lap because her and Tommy were obviously still in contact it's the father of her children and then Kid Rock saw that and didn't like it. And then, like, they got into a skirmish. And I think, I believe Kid Rock did connect a punch. Like, he did punch him. And I think he did have to, like, <laughs> is that what sit they call it when it. you hit somebody? Like, yeah, like, it connected. Because, okay. well, you can try to hit someone, yeah, but he like had wrestling. at least one really connect. So. <laughs> okay. so that's what I'm saying. I'm like, a lot of her is just contradiction. And I'm like, you don't have to contradict yourself. You say you hate selling sex and being seen as a bimbo but you haven't shown us what else you have to offer but now i'm glad she is because now she's like I know, wait i am taking it back it. i've written my memoir totally. and like i am more than just this image so oh and then one it. more thing i wanted to talk about she then starts dating and so she marries rick solomon mm-hmm. if the name sounds familiar it is the same rick solomon from the paris hilton sex tape so a real winner you know what i mean <laughs> as in was he the one in it or he just in it in it, it. no in yeah. it in when it she so was nice she was, she like, was 19, 19 he was like 35 yeah it was disgusting and time. yeah not only did he like film their sex tape but then he like distributed it and, and sold, sold it, it a night in paris yeah like right as she's having her big break name. <laughs> on the simple life so just like total pig you know this what is I mean? the man that she married twice oh my god i want to hear something crazy you guys this is off topic but he previous to paris hilton i believe he was either he was dating might have been married to um shannon doherty and Ooh. Paris and Shannon. She's like, on my list of like more other. on her later because Shannon Dirty. Yeah, and then he he had a daughter with the voice of Tommy Pickles. I think her name. I'm forgetting her name. I think Angelica it's like, Pickles. No, no, no. The actress, the voice oh. actress. He had a daughter with her who ended up dating Paris Hilton's little brother. How crazy is that? Small world. Small world. Anyways, so she marries Rick Solomon. He's a poker player. He's, he's a, a poker he's player. He's crack pipe in the yeah. So Christmas tree. they get married. I believe the first time around they're only married for like four months because she finds a crack pipe in her Christmas tree. Her words, not I'm ours. On the <laughs> so she has her Lana Del Rey moment, crack piped in the Christmas tree, and she's like, "All right, you've got to go." He leaves. Literally, within a couple years, she marries him a second time because she's like, he got sober. But then I think she said that didn't last either. Like then he was. Yeah. Anyways, he was a big drug addict, you guys. And then she ma- she's with Brett Michaels, makes a sex tape. Then oh my she- God. Sorry, last yeah. thing. One thing that made me laugh in the documentary, she's like, and he was trying to tell me that, like, 
regarding the crack pipe and the Christmas tree. He was trying to tell me it wasn't his. Well, it wasn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> she's a good hang. Like, she's Listen, cute. But she, that's why I'm yeah, just like, don't say humor. that you're trying so hard to, like, pick the best guy when, like, you really haven't tried that hard to pick a good guy ever. It was just the way she presented it was very poignant of, like, I think she just carries some guilt towards her kids. She loves her kids so much. And she said in looking at her kids... She remembers the love that her and Tommy did have for each other in those early days. And I was like, I can see how that would be so heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's easy to look back with rose-colored glasses. She even said that. Like, when she looks back at her time with Tommy, she only sees the good and she forgets how crazy he was. Come and on. I can see we, that. We get I can that. See that. Like, we get if that. your parents aren't together, of course, when they see you, they, you know, you're yeah. all, it's part of a different family. So moving on from that, okay. She still seems to be a sex and love addict, which, like, I get. You know, everyone can kind of relate to loving. Honey, aren't we all? Exactly. But, like, <laughs> come on. She needs to go to the slaw meeting. But You guys, you she need... also had no money. Oh, really? How? Well, she talked about it in the documentary, and I didn't money? even really know this, but she's really bad with money. She gives it all these loser guys. And she said all she wanted was enough money to get her nails done. And, like, <laughs> every time she would go, she'd, like, give her credit card and pray that it would work. And this is Pamela Anderson. Like, this is, like, A-list name recognition. Brooks Ayers should give her a call. He should try, because she probably would take that call. She... <laughs> she would she would too okay so what i'm saying about sex and love addiction you do need to grow up and grow out of it if you want to um grow and she said on this podcast i was listening to today that she did therapy for a short time and then her therapist was like you're too crazy like i'm not doing this anymore and then she gave up that was years ago and i'm like this woman needs therapy like she's been through trauma all throughout her life and it would help her find what she says she's looking for for sure because so after she rick solomon she then married um John Peters, which nobody oh. talks about. The documentary didn't even mention yeah. this. She married him for 12 days in 2020. You don't want to marry John Peters, I'll tell you that. Okay, so we're going to circle back to him because I have a full story about that. But she married him for 12 days in 2020 and it was annulled. So she says it doesn't even count. She was never married. And then she marries her bodyguard, contractor. I saw conflicting reports. In the documentary, <laughs> she calls him her contractor. contractor. They got married in 2021. By 2022, they were divorced. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? It can't all be the guys because the contractor seemed normal enough. So <laughs> she must be a bit kooky behind the scenes. There's something sure. we're not seeing. If your therapist fires you, yeah, something's and not right the way, there. By the way, her son was like, he made this documentary. So oh, there might right. be a little bit of. Oh my bias. God. You, you know what? You're so right. And you guys, he totally injects himself throughout the documentary. And it's like, Brandon, I've heard enough out of you. Back to Pam. Like he. He wants to be on TV. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Oh, no. He's like, mom, I always tell my girlfriends how I'm addicted to love just like you. It's like, you are so corny. You're so embarrassing. <laughs> like, be cool. Be cool for I love that he loves her, though. Like, come on. But he does love her. And the way they hugged, I was like, oh, she loves those boys. Um, okay, we're getting towards, like, the yeah. kind of end of things. So then the documentary takes a turn. Here we go. She's in the bath, and she's like, I don't know what's next. Well, let me tell you what's next. Hot off the heels of Erica Jane. <laughs> but. Pop. Uh oh, Cicero Lipschitz. Um, actually, that's Velma Kelly. Okay, this is a Roxy Hart role. It's a very different role. <laughs> okay, sorry, you guys. Sorry, I'm not up to date on my Chicago mm-hmm. lore. I will. I, we, Holly and I, have both seen Chicago. I saw it in the West End in London, starring Alexandra Burke, who won the X Factor. Ooh. Do you know who's in it? Did you see a celebrity in it? Because no, often there's a celebrity in it. It was Stratford. It was the. Oh, Ontario baby, she was local. Actor. Yeah, but I mean, Whoever I've seen them. I've seen. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Renee Zellweger do it about 200 times. (laughs) Did you know Britney auditioned for that movie? Britney who? Spears. To be Roxy? Well, I don't know who she was going to be, but I think it was Oh, against Renee Zellweger? I'm pretty sure she won like an Oscar for that. (laughs) Okay, anyways, back to Pam. Pam gets offered the role of Roxy Hart. The name of every man is... 
Roxy. So she's real nervous because she's, I mean, she's hardly an actress. She's not a dancer. She's not Not a singer. singer. She's not much of anything. She's a woman with breasts. But she goes into six weeks of rehearsal. I think it was six weeks of rehearsal in LA and then four weeks in New York. And then she did two months of shows. I think it was eight shows a week. So it was very, you know, it was... A I'm lot. jumping in. So this is the literal, this is the end of the documentary, like supposed to be her big triumphant moment. It is the failed actress to Roxy Hart on Broadway pipeline. pipeline. And her performance that they're showing clips of is god awful. Mine personally is much better. I can actually do the Roxy <laughs> and the Velma part simultaneously. <laughs> this, you know the song, but I can't do it alone. She's hey, what's your sister like? Okay, I've done it many times. And I was looking up who's played Roxy Hart on Broadway. I mean, we've got some some um, a- some all stars. Ashley Simpson, okay, has played Roxy, um, and then of I'm course I'm sad I missed that one. Okay, Erica Jane, who literally is like I the know. real and life Roxy. You guys, Hart. you know what's so funny? If you guys watch Beverly Hills, which I know you all do, of course you do. Like Erica Top took show it, on television. Erica talked about it like she was literally like she talked about it like she was Meryl Streep. Like she, she just had, and it's like <laughs> Chicago. This is like anytime you see Chicago, it's like a D lister role. That's what they do. Erica ate the role better than Pam did. Yeah. Erica oh, can sing Erica, and dance. Yeah, she took it seriously. You know who Tra- Trevor saw Chicago years ago? Ooh, and yeah. in the role of Mama, who's the... Mama if you're Martin, good to Mama, Mama Queen Latifah, Mama's good, good to you. you. It was Kelly Osbourne. Kelly Osbourne, no <laughs> shut up. Yes, playing the role of Mama. And you know who else played that role on Broadway? Guys. Wendy Williams, which I would see. Oh, I'm literally like speechless. Okay, I need to look up now who's played Mama Morton on Broadway because that role is so funny. You know so what? Funny. Trevor just assumed it's that all of these women... It's kind of like the butch women... role in the show. <laughs> Not Kelly Osbourne. Trevor no. just assumed that like all of these celebrity women, Erica Jane and Pamela yeah. Anderson, were all playing the mama role. And I was oh like, no, no, no. God, she's no. playing like sexy Roxy Hart. But anyways, continue your list. So in my opinion, like the Velma Kelly role is really the star Superior. of that show. Yeah, so I don't think they just Holly, I think you're a Velma people. and I'm a Roxy. Yes absolutely totally and actually now that i remember Catherine zeta jones she won the oscar not renee zellweger so anyways they're showing pam at the end and she does this and also do you remember i loved this moment on beverly hills when tom girardi doesn't go to see erica perform as roxy <laughs> on Broadway, and everyone's making up these theories they're like why isn't he going come on it's our big moment like what is he not and then you find out okay he's being it's like, because yeah. he's being investigated by the fbi yeah, and spoiler all, alert and it's all over for both of them so yeah <laughs> Okay, so that's kind of how the documentary ends. Yeah, she has her triumphant moment. The one shot that I loved is she's like walking down this hallway and like pushes open the doors and the crowd is screaming for her, which I thought was sweet. I mean, this is about as much as she's going to get at this point. We would scream for her. I will say, you know what I found admirable about her? I mean, I keep saying this, but she does not actually really care to be famous. She lives, spoiler alert, she moved back to Ladysmith, British Columbia. She doesn't even live in LA. She lives in the middle of nowhere, shops at Shoppers Drug Mart. With her mom living with her. And buys box dye. Yeah, she lives with her parents. She's not friends. She doesn't seem to be friends with any famous people. Any famous people. And like, she's not actually a hanger on. She knows that if she wanted to, she could step out and get press. I mean, clearly this is evident this week, but she could easily have done Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. For sure. They would have they would have had her on in a minute and she would have taken the money. Oh, see? But she she doesn't, which is like it's actually refreshing. It is refreshing and that's why it was kind of fun to talk about she her this cling. week because it's not like we're talking about her all the time like oh god, she's so desperate, she's so attention no, hungry. Like, so that's what, there is something very lovable about her. And yeah. I will say at the premiere last night, she looked gorgeous in her red dress and her hair and makeup was on, which goes to show you in the documentary she looks a little bit I mean she's wearing no hair and makeup. I mean, so you know. I love but the natural aging she, look. I know, I thought she looked gorgeous. But she did show at the premiere that she can still put it on and be Pamela Anderson, the the icon, when the she wants some, to. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, love that. So, okay, my takeaway was I love that she doesn't see herself as a victim and she tries really hard to be a good person. Love that. Tristan, have you, have you ever seen the Tina Turner HBO documentary? No, I haven't. Okay, that's a must-watch. It's phenomenal. Have you ever seen the Whitney Houston documentary, Whitney? Oh, I saw it in the theater. Okay. And let me tell you so something. Good. I showed up, me and Trevor showed up like 40 minutes early thinking, it was like opening night. We were thinking the place it was, was going to be, be packed. packed. Honey, we were sitting there. There was one other gay couple. <laughs> Four of us in the theater. Yo, well, I've heard Criminal. Like, they have her biopic out right now, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Yeah. And people oh. actually, okay, I've seen mixed things, but some people say it's really good, and apparently it's been a huge flop, which I'm like, come on, give Whitney her I know, flowers. but you guys, we need to let Whitney rest in peace, actually, I think. Okay, Same so with Amy Winehouse. speaking of those two, oh, God, the Amy documentary. I know. Okay, sorry, you guys, back to, okay. back to Pam. So speaking of those two documentaries, I feel like this was made in that kind of, like, glossy Netflix style of those, where you're like, it's so, like otherworldly except there was no raw talent no accomplishment or in my opinion no real like charisma to back it up where i'm watching this i'm like what was it all for like i still don't really care to be honest other than like i'd love to be friends with her like but i'm not getting a netflix documentary like that i know it was a little bit flat and maybe it's because her son produced it you know what else (laughs) the other thing sorry back to circle back to my point of like she doesn't Mm -hmm. care about her fame she also was like i'm literally not going to watch this documentary so Oh, yeah. And she also doesn't read any of her journals or look at any videos or pictures or anything. Like, she actually doesn't care. You could really tell she doesn't care. No, she doesn't give an F. Like, that's very refreshing It is refreshing. But you're right. The documentary, I mean, I find often the Netflix ones fall a little bit flat because they're just not, they're not challenging enough. I think if someone external had made this film about her, it could have been more. They could ask the questions we asked. Like, challenging. And mm -hmm. yeah, we would, we would eat it up. We would ask really (laughs) amazing questions. They were really filming it like so like. As if she was like Malala Yousafzai or Jacinda yeah. Arden, and I'm like, it's there's no there there. What did you think, Trevor and I were talking about this? How would you compare this to Megan and Harry? Oh, see, that's a perfect comparator. Universe, no, Pam, Pam doesn't care universe. to be famous. Megan is begging to be famous. Megan and Harry, like I mainlined that like heroin. I'll probably watch <laughs> it again. Like that is a made-for-TV. story story i know but listen this is a perfect example pam you know she didn't she still hasn't seen the documentary <laughs> megan watched every cut and gave notes of course of but course. that's her that's part of the lore that's megan. part of why we love her and i bet pam did this now that we're talking about it probably to give her son some experience and some cred and like you know she wants to tell her story like again i feel like it's all coming from a pretty altruistic place yes yeah, totally okay last couple things i just want to mention a couple things that were left out Get in there. really quickly so we mentioned the john peters marriage she married him in 2020 for 12 days and it was annulled so she says it doesn't even legally count <laughs> but it what does. no one is mentioning online but i did hear this in the book review from celebrity memoir book club love that podcast you guys should listen she originally met him when she very first moved to la when she was 19 he moved her into his mansion next door to ronald reagan in beverly hills mm-hmm. free of cost would give her gifts every single day. We're talking Cartier bracelets, Chanel bags, cars, like just lavishing her and didn't even, she maintains that there was no sex involved, that it was not transactional, that he was just showering her with these things. And then it was Mario Van Peebles who was like, you need to get out of that house because this is like not safe. Like this is going to end badly for you. And I think John Peters had already been showing signs of like, he didn't want her doing sexy stuff anymore. Like he really was trying to close that door and lock it. So anyways, that was back then. She obviously moved out. Wait, wait, wait. I have to jump in. Okay, because I'm like, John Peters, I know who that is. You do know his story? I know he's a producer. Okay, but you know how he became a producer, Tristan? It is, you're going to die. We should do an episode on him. He was Barbara Streisand's hairstylist. Obsessed. Literally, that was his full-time job. And she, he like 
worked her so hard. Look, his first relationship, 1973, before all these women, was with Barbara Streisand as her professional hairstylist in the movie, like in all her movies. He that's why used Pam her loves to become. Him. He does hair. Uh, oh, he probably did her hair. So he's not a real movie producer. Okay, he was okay. Blah blah blah. He became a movie producer after Barbara Streisand set him up with some money. And did you ever see Licorice Pizza? I love that yeah. movie. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Played him oh, in the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. He was like a psychotic, like, Hollywood oh, crazy guy. grifter. So yeah. anyways, you guys, he tried to lock Pam into his castle and she got out. But then 30 <gasps> years later, sense. in 2020, she did marry him for, for 12 days. And then last week in the Variety magazine article, he revealed that he has left her $10 million in his <gasps> will. For, no, for just, she can have it. No way. Isn't that nuts? That's nuts. That's actually a bit queen behavior in my eyes. But I, I bet you there was more going on in that house. I mean, let's just you be honest. You need to do, but... do a little look into him later because so, what happened there. I know. There's more to talk about there. But anyways, yeah. um, another thing they didn't talk about that I also remember as a kid always being brought up was that she publicly stated in 2002 that she contracted hepatitis C from sharing a tattoo needle with Tommy Lee, which is so upsetting. But as of yeah, 2015, is allegedly cured. Yeah. So. I think you can cure that one and you can live with it. If it not. happens. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyways, she also was engaged to model Marcus Schenkenberg from 2000 to 2001. I know he's like a big hottie from the early 2000s. I would have, I wrote down, I mean, it maybe would have been nice to get one scene of Tommy talking in the documentary. You think because they're know. on good terms and it's the, the You'd kids think, made it, they, they have, ask. They have, she didn't talk about this either, but they have reconciled and dated briefly throughout the past 15 yeah. years like they have been a bit on and off so I don't know it would have been nice to maybe get a moment of him if I were his vine star wife I'd be a little intimidated by Pam because they had the biggest an epic love story yeah totally and Pam said in an interview today that like she gets it if yeah Brittany Furlan is uncomfortable yeah. and then the other thing I was going to mention I mean I don't want to get into it too much because it's like a ton of back and forth but Tommy and his son Brandon did get into like a big Instagram beef I remember <laughs> Brandon posting a video of Tommy like passed out on the floor Brandon also allegedly punched him in the face I mean it's like super super messy so I don't really know where things stand with Tommy and the boys but I know Brittany Furlan was in those comments fighting back as well so it sounds like a mess to me Brittany Furlan sounds like a mess I remember watching her in that documentary about influencers with Paris oh, Hilton oh yeah oh cringy cringy okay wait I got the line that I want to say about John Peters okay so he was a hairdresser on Rodeo Drive in the early 1970s he learned about Jay Sebring's method of cutting hair Jay Sebring murdered in the um Charles Manson murders okay so we will be circling back more to that. on her later is that a woman, J.C. Burke? No, no, okay. it's not. Sorry. <laughs> More on him later. Okay. He learned about his method of cutting hair, whereupon he designed a short wig worn by Barbara Streisand in her 1974 com- comedy, For Pete's Sake. Then they started a relationship. After that, he produced both of her next films, including Stars Born, and then he wow. became a Hollywood producer. All Stars for making born. her a short bob wig because all of J.C. Burke. All because she rocked a little bob. What's that one <laughs> meme? It's like, this is how bitches act when they yeah, get they, a little yeah. bob. <laughs> let me let me serve bob and eat this nasty yes. salad dressing. <laughs> she was serving bob back then. Seriously. Okay, but uh, so I guess we'll finish off. I mean, we've been talking for freaking ever. I hope someone is still hanging on at this oh, point. Oh, you know they are. Oh, you know, you know the, I know the real ones are. Yeah. Um, last question. What's next for Pam? What do you think? Well, you know what? You said a good thing. It was like she could do one of those character actress roles that are pretty easy, like do something gritty. Yeah. And she's an actress. By, like she was in shows and movies. So she was in shows. <laughs> I see a role in her future. What about you? I think, yeah, I think this documentary and book is a, this is a good resurgence for her. And I can see a world where I bet you producers and directors are paying attention right now. I think someone someone who's maybe a bit of a campy director picks up on all of this and is like, you know what? Let me throw her a bone. 
Let yeah. me get her on screen. And you know what she said a lot in the documentary? She's like, I'm a writer. That's the only art that I really see myself as. Like, to write books. She Holly, could, she's written her memoir. When I tell you the other day at work, I had this memory of years ago. <laughs> I used to always read her tweets. So then the oh. other day at work, I scrolled all the way down. She's still tweeting. You guys, those tweets, they're something. Wow. Just like rambling poetry well like, speaking of lana she with could, like it'll be like a rambling poem like a self-written thing and then like a sexy photo of her she needs I to love. put out a poetry book called crack pipe under the, in the christmas, in the christmas tree. tree oh yeah. my god you're so right also on written my list from vancouver island i like, want to read her book yes. star the cover is shot by david Chappelle. her on green carpet naked i really want to read that book because it's a romana clef which is like a bio but she uses character names so i know <laughs> she spells good tea in it and i know it's really good i love that kind of girly book i also want to read nicole ritchie's book um the truth about diamonds i just love that title so if she you guys see it diamonds. anywhere there's none, i don't even think Wait, either of these know. books so, are for so sale Pam anymore has written a, not a she has book. two books one's oh. called star and then yeah. i forget what the second one is called but i don't even think you can like find these books anymore so well she did say she's if writer, you guys so. are listening my birthday's march 30th but okay she What's yeah, her, she, what's her birthday? What sign is she? she? Uh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, I mean, apparently she's super smart and like reads yeah, a lot and writes a lot. That, and you like, can tell, yeah. you can tell there's an intelligence there. Um, oh, last thing, she also had a she had a French Riviera era. She dated a French um, soccer player. Oh, and then he abused her. He did abuse her as well. I know, exposed so him. I love though her strength again. And like she called the police on Tommy Lee. She exposed the soccer player who abused her. Like she is not going to sit there and take it. No. And she'll hold the mask. Okay, so her birthday is July 1st, which means she is cusp, cancer, and a Leo, which is exactly everything she's presented to us. She's a Leo and a cancer. She is such a cancer. A cancer. Okay. She's such a cancer. No, but I think Leo starts July 21st. I know. I well, you know, with the cusp there is an actual cutoff and who am I to judge with the actual cutoff? No, but I think that's well in well before that. I think she's she's very much a cancer. Anyway, someone else can confirm, <laughs> but she gives me cancer vibes, I'll say that much. Yeah, see. You're right, you're right. Oh, so oh, she's sorry. oh, she's cancer she's cusp Gemini. Oh, Gemini cusp. Gemini cancer. Yeah, I can see that. There's a lot of dichotomy between her her worlds. And she definitely is a cancer. She loves love and she's really sensitive. So, I guess we'll finish it off there this has been we so fun her. we support, we support her. her we love her yeah i wouldn't say i love her but i support her <laughs> <laughs> but i support her women's stories matter they just they do. just matter they just do <laughs> they just do so that's all for this week definitely check out um, my Lindsay lohan instagram as well as my blog i will throw some photos up of pam on there i mean i've been throwing photos up of her all week i'm in such a pam hole i love her i just love her so mm-hmm. thank you guys for listening as always definitely get, leave us a five-star review if you can <laughs> And, and to the- see you next week. Bye. See you next week. Bye.